Hey everyone, welcome to the 16th episode of the Chiefs Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton LaPlatt. With me as always is Jalen Roberts. Look, I'm always here at this point. And Chris Montalbano. Back at it again. We have a jam-packed show for you guys this week. We'll be talking about Destiny 2, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Pokemon Tournament DX, the new Hulu experience on PlayStation, and the PewDiePie scandal that happened last week. Alright, so this week, one thing I realized about this week is Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is coming out, and as we've been talking about this game on the podcast for a while, and the running theme with it is that nobody cares and that Dragon Ball Fighters is eating its lunch. Is it Fighters with a Z or Fighters Z? No, it's Fighters with a Z. Yeah. Fighters. Fighters. Yeah, it's fighters. Okay, so it's like I just Zaxby's. had to make sure. Yeah, it's just like Zaxby's. Chicken. <laughs> so this week, Dragon Ball Fighters announced their three new characters: Yamcha. So everyone can get curb stomped as Yamcha. Yeah. Tien, if anyone cares, mm. and Android Twenty One. More waifu bait. More waifu bait. She looks like Android. Re- Andrea Renee from Kind of Funny Games Daily, and I actually tweeted her. I was like, hey, I didn't know you were an Android, and she's like, she replied, I love it. So, <laughs> so hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. So, all of us are pretty tired recording this week because we, Destiny 2 has been out, and we've been playing until the craziest, what time did we get off last, how many hours did we play last night? <laughs> Were you on last night? Oh, we yeah. were on it. Jalen in Madrid. Okay, so played. when I got on back on you to like try to do the night nightfall strike, you were off, and I was like, dang. So I had to play with. Okay, them. so that had to be like around midnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got the what happened was Rick and Morty came on, and so Jalen and Madrid are like, I'm gonna go because I have the two TVs. So I just put Rick and Morty on the small. TV and also, I needed a break playing because we were grinding Destiny. Oh yeah. If I'm right, ten to twelve hours last night. Dang. Yeah, we started playing Destiny in the middle of the day. And didn't stop until midnight. So fair enough. We, I got raid ready. My my titan, my main is raid ready. I believe I am like two seventy or close to two seventy now. Yeah, I got my titan not only to level twenty but to two seventy two. I'm almost raid ready. I got I'm at like two fifty three. But as fast as I've been doing, every time I get like pick up destiny. I yeah. can get up there. Every time I pick up Destiny, it's like 20 light levels. Right. It's so, like I don't get to play it every day like I want to. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's going to stop. <laughs> that's about yeah. to stop. I mean, that's fine, but I we're going to be doing high-end content yeah, now. Yeah, I want to say that I've gotten up like three <laughs> light levels on my Warlock, on my main. Right, after but I'm, all well, that we've done. But you were switching between your Titan. I felt I feel like if you were playing your Warlock through all that PvP. Well, no, because I get that. all the milestones on my Warlock. Like the only thing I didn't do was the call trials to arms. and raid. Ca- yeah. Trials raid and the call to arm. That's the only thing I Why didn't do. Why didn't you do the call to arms? I have like one game left. Well, you should probably finish that before the reset. Um, every week now. Yeah, no, I'm finishing. Oh, it. word. Yeah, yeah. you're. Uh, you have there's dailies now and there's like. Dang, I need to get on. I should have got. I shouldn't have taken a nap. Yeah, because tonight, I got to figure out how tonight's going to go, because we need to play tonight, but we're all tired from playing. Jalen, we ran the Nightfall three times. Yes. You beat it three times? No, we no. beat it once. Beat it once. The other two times, like... Went horrible. Yeah, they went horribly wrong so fast. Yeah. The first time we beat it, it was seconds on the clock. Like, it was... That's no, literally like, what happened is all of us were dead. Yeah. It was sub 30 seconds. It's ticking, ticking. I rest first and I just shot it until it yeah. died. We were, I was like, forget it. Just. We were at me, Dylan, my roommate, and Trevor were all like, we had. he had one pixel left of health. Clock ended. I was like, I threw, threw so many things. Because <laughs> we worked so hard to get there. I... I got to the point where the last time we were running it, we just had to quit. Because it was like, if we keep doing this, we're just going to keep getting worse. Right. But but the good news is, 
after the reset, the Nightfall will be the Pyramidian, which is my favorite strike so far. The strike is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Torrent, and the Time Warp is going to be Anomaly, so whatever time thing they're going to be doing this week. Huh? So, Bungie released their roadmap. No, my bad. I was looking at the wrong week. It's Exodus. It's Attrition yeah, with Time like, Warp Anomaly. Um, uh, you're talking about the Trials? No, Nightfall. See, oh, okay. Bungie released their uh, Road to Legend, which basically shows the weekly resets for the next for the month. And for week three, starting tomorrow, the Nightfall is going to be the Exodus Crash. Um, cool. Modifier Attrition and Time Warp is going to be Anomaly. Flash The Flashpoints are going to be on IO. And then Friday, Trials of the Nine is going to be on Ultra Flame. Okay, is that a new map or an old map? My, it's looking like Trials is just on brand new na- maps. Because Eternity ain't no map. Okay. Eternity cool, only though. exists for Trials. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the is... PvP maps that we saw are really cool maps. Like, we yeah. were playing on a map set on the Leviathan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I played on Leviathan. And we put in work on the PvP. Leviathan. Yeah, yeah our PvP, we need to talk. Because did everybody save the clip from that those games? I didn't. It should be on my hard drive. Okay. I have to check. Because yeah. my Titan went off. We were going off. We had games we that Shaq should have called off. Right. He was like, mm, this isn't. You, you guys win. It's it, You've had the three points for at least through two minutes now. Yeah. I had a 10.5 KDA. We, I was nigh untouchable. Yeah. We beat them like, what, three times the points that they had? They were at 30 something. We won. Yeah. I was like, dang, that's just rude. Yeah. We, I feel like this, Destiny 2 has been, I felt like I wouldn't have time for Destiny 2 and that maybe I wouldn't be able to get into it the way I wanted to get into it, but it's just been so opportunistic of, and like, it's so rewarding. It's not like I'm getting on and playing an hour and getting nothing done. Right. I feel like Bungie has solved the number one problem I had with Destiny, which is the fact that... Even if y'all aren't on, I can get stuff done. Like, I was unable to do trials the entire time of Destiny 1. Just because it's like, not only was it like, filled with like, all those really hardcore players who run, who go flawless three times every time. But also it was just like, since light level advantages was enabled, every time new content came out, trials just got further and further away. Where it's like, you have to do the raid so you can have gears for trials. Yep. And, but now this time we... I feel like running this raid is fathomable right now. Like, or maybe not beating the raid, but everybody going in, doing at least one part, getting some raid gear, getting our power level up. Like, I feel now that our clan, speaking of our clan, we just got the official Cheesy Controller Podcast clan set up on PlayStation Network. So you should be able to search um, on Bungie.net for clans and search Cheesy Controller Podcast and find us. Um, and we should also be able is to Is it start Cheesy Controller Podcast or is it just Cheesy Controller? Cheesy Controller Podcast because I put our clan tag as CCP. Hey. Yeah, I feel like that looks really official. I was like, almost all of our branding is Cheesy Controller Podcast. Like, yeah, the complete thing. So, like, in almost whenever we have people searching for us, most of the times they're searching for Cheesy Controller Podcast. Yeah, that's and true. So I figured just keeping consistent on the Destiny Podcast. Yeah, and, we, and also we were, we're able to play enough that we can actually start doing the guided games. Yeah. Helping us Which expand. Which is going to be good. Right. We can definitely start running, like, three of us. It seems consistently, unless I'm on at a time where nobody's on, I'm online with it. I can have a full fire team at all times. Right. Like... Another thing is, this is going to be good news for Anton and for any fashionistas out there. The reset on the 26th, factions are back. Yeah. Dead Orbit, New Monarchy, Future War Cult. Future War Cult. All back in action. Right now, my character is crucibled out because I got two pieces of crucible gear that's super highlight. Mm -hmm. And I use a crucible. So I got arms and legs that are crucible. And then I put a shader on my chest piece and helmet. That, like, us playing more Crucible is getting me expendable Crucible shaders. Yeah. And, like, while I hate the fact, I refuse, like, almost every game that I play hardcore, I'm willing to put money into microtransactions if I love the game that much. I've put hundreds into Overwatch. 
Like <laughs> that's a that's, sad story. That's not a question, <laughs> right? And I mean, I put money into Destiny One because it let me buy the emotes I wanted and shaders. If they were for sale, they would have covered your entire gear set. Just but then also the fact is, I from what I've seen, I haven't seen like any raid shaders yet. Like it's just been like auras and stuff. Like I haven't seen like a raid shader. Like where's my glowhoo? Like there's nothing that's been like glowhoo. So there, I thought the raid shader turned everything white and gold. That's sick. I said from what I've seen. Wait, I don't know. Uh, well, All the raid is... gear is white and gold, and usually, usually the raid shader will make. Everything else. All matches. your other gear match the raid. Oh, gear. and the raid exotic is absolutely sick. That trials looking trials of Osiris looking exotic that Madrid has is uh, my new the, goal. The, yeah, I've got. Speaking of exotics, I've been getting exotics at a fairly frequent rate. Like I recently yeah. got a brand new Nazim Sin, which got my warlock up to like it was like a two eighty four helmet. Mm-hmm. You're way better with the gear names than I am. Like, the ex- my exotic gear is just like, oh, the one that looks like a Rise of Iron one? <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, I have the app open, and I'm literally looking at my gear oh, okay. as we speak. Because I was like, I know my guns. I have, like, the Fighting Lion, and I have the Merciless. Oh, you got I- the Fighting Lion? Yeah, there's I, a there's a get the ornament for that. It turns a jade and it looks sick. I would. No. I don't like that gun. I don't like using that gun. It doesn't matter. It looks sick. Do it for the picture, do it for the gram, and call it a day. Fair enough. I mean, I will, my gear, I had to take screenshots of my gear because it was just like so perfect. And I actually got a helmet last night on Nessus that looks like a Halo Reach helmet. Word. Yeah. Yeah. I think the model of it, like it has a little light on the side and it's the same like open kind of visor. It's not the one you start the game with, but it's like one of the first helmets you unlock in Halo Halo Reach. It's right. it was the minute it dropped, I'm like, oh crap, this is a Halo Reach helmet. Another thing is I've recently got an exotic called a tractor cannon. <laughs> what? How does that work? Because it's it's a shotgun. It's a shotgun. It's it's weird. I haven't figured it out fully yet, but in PvE, I've been knocking minotaurs like halfway across the room. I feel like a taken phalanx flank or what however you pronounce it. Phalanx? Romans. Romans. It's like I knocked the minotaur halfway across the map. I'm like, huh. Yeah, the the things they're doing with exotics in this game are actually pretty sick. Zach has a uh, Gatling gun. Oh, sweet, sweet business. Yeah, I was like, that is, that's pretty sick. It's one of those, like, since I feel like Bungie has done a lot better to curb the meta. Yeah. Curb, like, meta's actually, like, taking over. You can kind of just have fun with the guns now, like... Yeah, pretty much every gun that I've cared to take the time to learn in Crucible mm-hmm. has been valuable in Crucible. And yeah. I mean, I get all types of classes of guns to be my primaries in PvE. And so, like, my PvE runs have been... Oh, I'm using a scout rifle. Oh, I'm using a sidearm. Oh, I'm using a pulse rifle. Right now, I think both my primary and my energy slots are submachine guns. Right. Then you should get... I can't remember the name of the exotic. I have the exotic. Okay. The legs? Yeah, there's a leg exotic that automatically reloads your submachine guns. Yeah, I got two of those. So literally, you fire until it's empty, you switch, and you just keep firing. Yeah, I have the legs that do that for submachine guns. I have the chest piece that does that for auto rifles. Nice. My arm, the exotics that I have for my arm slot are if I get hit, it, like, it builds up power until I melee somebody and then a huge explosion comes out of me of all the damage that I took from melee. Dang. Yeah. So that's really cool and I like using that exotic in PvP but I have the chest piece now that makes my hammer of soul better. Hollow Fire Heart is what it's called. Okay. And that right now is my main exotic. That I've been using. It is. For me, it on my time it is until I get something like Insurmountable Skull Fort. So yeah. I can just go back to being exclusively Striker and dunk. Yeah. Dunk all the time. Swish. Alright, so you guys, out of our milestones in Destiny, what this week, 
I know all that I have left to do that might not get... Well, it probably won't get done by the time the reset happens tonight. All that I have left out of my milestones are Trials of the Nine and the Raid. On my Titan, all I have left is everything you mentioned plus the Nightfall. And on my Warlock, I just got to put like one or two games of PvP. Yeah, I got Trials of the Nine, the Raid, and the Nightfall. That's all I got left, which I'm trying to do tonight. You, so you did the patrols, you did the flashpoint. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, every time I got a milestone, I was like, let's get it done now. Yeah, that's kind of how it felt last yeah. night playing. It was like, oh, new milestone, I'm just going to do everything for it right now. Oh, right. The milestones is like, the gear you get from that is great. Like, yeah. From that's, doing the that's knife like, on my that's warlock how I, got, I got that 280-something helm. Yeah, that's how right. I'm getting been, up so hard. That and legendary engrams have been decoding into exotics pretty frequently. For yeah, really? like I recently had a legendary uh, turn into a two eighty one exotic sniper rifle. Right. I think that's how I got my chest piece, and I feel like I got another exotic gun from that. And then my other, then I had an actual exotic engram that turned into that. Yeah, cannon, exotic that engrams shotgun. are actually dropping a lot more. I don't even have to use anything, and they're just. Will drop faster right. than anything. Yeah, and then Zerzi. Well, I well, feel like. Well, do before. they have like the three coins? No, three coins do not exist. No, they, they have what is it? Something for your fire team that like that's makes, EXP. No, it's some. It literally makes it possible for you to get better loot for your entire oh, fire team for that, four hours. There's that, and then there's also a clan reward that does does that. Too. Yeah, 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 but I mean, without even I ha- I still have that. I haven't popped it yet, and I'm getting exotic engrams, so. I feel like that's just part of the how they made it a little bit more casual friendly. Yeah, I feel like I am somewhat casual. Like, I'm not putting in the time. I'm doing long play sessions. Right. But I'm not, like, playing every, every single day yeah. for, like, two hours a day. I'm playing eight hours <laughs> two times a week. Yeah. But... But you're still able to, like, do everything that you've wanted to do. Right. And... Like, and get, get your light level up. I was surprised. Like, I didn't have any legendary shards when Zer showed up. But by, like, I think Zer's gone now, but he has, I, by the time, within a day, I got enough legendary shards to buy the Merciless from him, which it, wrecks bosses. Yeah, because yeah. it has no crit spot and it has increased firing speed every yeah, time you dude, don't it's crit. So, it's so beautiful. And since yeah. fusion rifles are my jam, it tears through so many things. But wait, is Zer? Because Zer is now staying. You said earlier, or you said yeah, he's Zer, staying later on it, Sunday. Is he staying until Tuesday or is it Sunday? It's if I I was on a little bit earlier and I believe he was still there. So so because like Charles of the Nine, reset. I think it's lasting until the weekly reset. That's Which makes cool. it a lot more friendly for people who work on the weekends. Right, because, yeah. I mean, everyone in there, the restaurant the business yeah. is like, we don't have lives on the weekends. Right. That was one of the big problems with Charles of the Nine. Like, I could never run it because it was like, I would go into work. Like, it'd start while I was asleep for work the next morning. And then I'd work 12 hours, go home, But another out. thing about Trials, though, is at least as of now. Who knows what's going to happen on the second one. But as of now, light level advantages are disabled. Yeah, I think what? it's getting... Yeah, so we need to do it. Light yeah, level now. Do it. Let's go. Right now, like today, tonight. Right. Let's go. It's been a great podcast. Well, <laughs> I think we can cut it this short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like 18 minutes deep, so... <laughs> 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 All right. Good job, guys. I'm out. <laughs> Let's go run these trials. This is our Destiny 2 podcast. 18 minutes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Alright, so... Actually, let's take a quick break so we can let it cool down in here a little bit. And we'll be right back with some more of what we've been doing this week in gaming. of this week, uh, Pokemon Tournament's coming to Switch. Right. And I'm actually pretty excited because I didn't get to play any Pokemon on 
Wii U, like when I got Pokemon, my gamepad was broken and I couldn't enter my name. So uh, the only like control method I had was my Pro Controller, which you can play the entire game except the very beginning where you need to input your name with just a Pro Controller. So dang. And then when I got the game, I had Breath of the Wild. Or by the time I got the game, my gamepad was broken. When I got my gamepad fixed, I had Breath of the Wild. And so that's all I wanted to play on my Wii U. Right. So I still have Pokin in my room, but at this point, we are less than five days away from me having Pokin Tournament Deluxe on Switch. Which we can play two separate players with two Joy-Cons. I have... Two full controllers, like, to have two people play. It's just going to be way better of a platform for the game. Right. I mean, Pokemon's just a, is a really fun game, even though they pick some random-ass Pokemon just to put in there that yeah. don't make sense to be in a fighting game really in the first it. place. It isn't all around just, like, but it's not aesthetically pleasing, like, game to play. And also, I played the demo. It's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, like, I mean, it's the gameplay with there. Pokemon. Yeah, for of. everybody who doesn't know what Pokemon is, it isn't Tekken it's, with Po. I mean, it isn't Tekken. It is just Pokemon the fighting game. Yeah, it's Tekken not. Just it's not Tekken. Yeah, it's not Tekken at all. But I mean, the 3D battle phase. I feel like I haven't played Tekken Seven, but I feel like the 3D battle phase feels like Tekken, and then the 2D battle phase feels somewhat kind of like Smash. Uh. Um, Still not Tekken. No, it's, it's like, not. Even I in feel the 3D like as a, phase, it as the one like person Tekken. who's played all of it, it doesn't feel like any fighting game really have ever played maybe closer to soul calibur in that aspect but just with way more like power-ups and moves that you can use okay i mean it feels like if this game had every pokemon this would be a definitive pokemon game because like they are using attacks you right, basically right. have four moves, and you are using those it four moves. cool to actually see Pokemon fight in where they actually would be fighting instead of just being like, all right, your move, my move, your move. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's what real-time Pokemon right, battles would, be. would look like. And I feel like... I mean, I'm just excited to have like another AAA game on my Switch. Like right. I've been playing I mean, Zelda, Splatoon, Mario Kart, and now Pokemon. Like, the Switch is giving... Like, Splatoon, Mario Kart, and Pokin are all games I have access to on the Wii U. But they're just so much more fun. Like, Splatoon 2 is not that different from Splatoon. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is not that different from Mario Kart 8. And Pokin Tournament, what I've played, can't be too different from the Wii U version. Oh, it's not. I don't think I mean, it has, like, four additional characters, but, like... What characters is the end? Ducidai, Krogonk, Empoleon, and Scizor. Oh, word. Yeah, so those Pokemon weren't in the... I mean, and they all make sense. Like, those yeah, Pokemon right, that those make sense. sense. I mean... the Wii, Those all came to the arcade version except Ducidai. Ducidai is exclusive to the Switch version, but, like, after the Wii U version came out, the arcade version kept getting updates, but the Wii U version wasn't, which was stagnating the community, and, like, the worst thing a fighting game could have happen to it is have a stagnant community. Street Fighter's constantly getting updates... Smash 4 was constantly getting updates. So you mean the Melee community? <laughs> the Melee community is toxic. Hasn't it been the same, like, top five players for, like, the last at least five years? Like, it's the same top people in the same spots. Like, the one big mix-up is the number two and three players switched up a few years ago, but then went back to their same spots and kept, like... When it comes down to, like, really hardcore, like, melee, I mean, the meta set, like, you know your character, you've been playing your character, like, anybody who's playing it competitively, you've been playing that character for years now. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, another fighting game that we talked at the start of the show about the fact that Marvel vs. Capcom is... Coming out this week, tomorrow, I think, actually. Is it tomorrow? I think it comes out tomorrow. Dang. I think so. But, Jalen, you, during our break, you were starting to brief us on some of the history of the franchise. Yeah, right. so Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite actually started as X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Like, okay. that's what it started. And that was pretty much 
X-Men Children of the Atom with Street Fighter characters thrown in. Let me, like, kind of catch people up. I did come up with, like, I asked the, asked the question of why is it, like, the logical reason why Capcom didn't put X-Men characters in this game. Like, it couldn't be that they are so dumb and they just or just wanted to make a DLC. Why didn't they even give us one? And then he wanted to give us the history of, like, Marvel vs. Capcom. So just to catch all our, all yeah. our people up. Yeah, so basically, X-Men are the reason this entire... No, the Capcom versus franchise exists in the first place, just being blamed with it. Right. And I'm talking about, like, Capcom versus SNK, Capcom versus, like, those really weird Marvel the Capcom versus games that I don't play. But it all started with X-Men versus Street Fighter, and then just got expanded upon, and got expanded upon, and I feel like the roster's weak. Because it's like, the roster's always been big, and then... X-Men always filled out a lot of the roster, and it was great. Right. Because, like, for example, in X in the first Marvel vs. Capcom, or Street Fighter vs. X-Men, Psylocke was a playable character. Like, it was... It's one of those... You could say that Marvel doesn't want to promote the movie characters of franchises they don't own. I mean, these are arguments that you have said, like, Marvel is trying to wean out X-Men altogether, so... But the thing about this, though, and this is the reason why I hope this wasn't their plan, because, like clockwork, every single time Marvel has tried to take away the X-Men from us, it has failed miserably. They wanted to... In the comics, they wanted to replace X-Men with the Inhumans. That didn't work. At all. Um, in the movies, they've been trying. They've been trying to get an Inhumans movie off the ground for like five, six years, and now it's turned into a TV show that isn't that good. Right. I don't even think I know anything about the Inhumans. Um, I definitely don't. Right. The like, thing about the Inhumans is the hu- Inhumans come from. I want to say the Shi'ar, some alien race in Marvel, but they're they're all right. They're not as cool as the X Men. I mean, of course. It's just like I, I mean, mean you, even if you didn't like really like comic books, you most yeah, people the X-Men are all were about culture. Like they yeah. were anything that like transcends its like like comics. Any comic book characters that like people who don't like. I typically like I've read a few comics. I've read a handful of comics. I read a lot of manga. I've oh. read a lot of manga, but like comic book comic like traditional american comic books that i've owned like almost zero same and i have a stack of them right next to my computer right but i feel like x-men has had a huge influence on my life as somebody who doesn't care about comic books right and i feel like but also x-men in our childhood had two really really good tv shows with the 90s x-men cartoon and x-men evolution True. Yeah. Like, and the first two movies weren't terrible. Yeah. Yeah. First class yeah. was good. Yeah. X Men Origins Wolverine, I like. And then Seiko had a pretty good X Men game. That was two D. Yeah. No. 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 The X Men arcade game's amazing. Right. Like that's why I keep yo, going back to Joystick. X- yo, the X Men arcade game. <laughs> right. Let me See? tell you. Back when, back when I was a kid, in like fucking Tifton, Georgia, my grandmother worked at this pizza shop, right? Chicago's Pizza. The only game that they had was the arcade um, X-Men game. That was the greatest shit I ever played in my For life. For anyone who's in Atlanta, if you go to Joystick at the Edgewood Center, they have it. Yes. They have it. Yes, they have it. Full, complete four-player setup. Uh, Speaking of which, if we haven't gone go. to, if you haven't gone to Joystick, we all need to go. It's beer I, I and old arcade games. Like, yeah. they, okay, they have a pinball lose. machine in there. Let's just put it that Every way. Every game in there is li- like I feel like that's the one place in play. public yeah. I could set up my Switch and like we play some games on my Switch and be good. Probably they have a bunch of comfy couches. I mean, yeah, since we did like play Jenga there. Oh, there on a, week, a weekday like 9 o'clock you'll be, you can play anything you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. They got I mean, Hydro Thunder there. It is Edgewood, but it's, yeah. it's fun. Edgewood, like Edgewood on like a week a weekday like early, like, you know, late, you know, late evening the weekday is pretty, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's alright. You, you get a glimpse of what it used to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get, you hit Bone Licks first for those Good, some good Q. I mean, because it's right next to the store. Exactly, it's right, right next, next door. door. Get some good Q. Get, get like a cheap picture. Get shit face. Go straight to joystick. Get more drunk. Game, yeah. Get more drunk and game harder. And try to beat the Gallagher high score. 
What was it? Where was it? Jack's Pizza? I was number two. At number least two, two months underground, ago. Number underground two Arcade. Calida. I had the number one spot for a month and a half. Mm. I don't have any arcade Ooh. high scores anywhere. Like, <laughs> you need to get good. Right, you need to go. <laughs> put your, put your let, name out there. Let them make a Resogun cabinet somewhere. I will fucking don't shit. Don't make excuses. Get good. I mean, I can't think of any arcade games that I like. Are there arcade style games that are on console that I'm really good at? Like Resogun or do a next mocking the machine somewhere. We would That would be freaking dollop. The actually. only the only arcade machine that I don't have anywhere conveniently near me is a DDR machine. Oh man. Cuz of all the cuz um I had DDR Mario Mix for GameCube. Mm-hmm. And me and my cousins used to run that game for hours. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. it, I used to play DDR um, with just the controller. Oh, yeah. Can like, you never just like straight up. Guitar Hero. There used to be uh, Guitar Hero 3. You used to be able to play on PS2 with the controller. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, man. That's expert used, mode. Oh, like, that yeah, used just, to be great. She's, oh man, just just to hear the songs. Our hand motions aren't playing on the podcast. We're like, just just imagine our just like just just, yeah, just watch any song being played on Guitar Hero Three on expert mode and imagine our fingers hitting buttons on a controller to that. You're about and that's that's what Guitar Hero Three with just a controller before we had guitars even right. Yep. That's what it was, and like you could go to other people's houses and play, and have people over to play, and like certain people had guitars, certain people had one guitar, certain people, but like I could play against somebody with a guitar with a controller, and I honestly miss that in Guitar Hero and Rock Band, because I feel like Rock Band Four would be so much better with the control scheme of Rock Band Unplugged or Rock Band Blitz or Amplitude, and just let me play it with a controller. Yeah, like fair. it's kind of a pain to break, like play an entire song on a guitar on a rock band controller, like especially the huge library of songs I have in Rock Band Four. But I have songs that it'd just be fun to play. It'd be fun to get trophies in that game if I could play it with a controller. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun to play that game again. Next time you guys come over, we'll definitely run some Rock Band Four. We'll bust out some of those songs that, like, we've bought that we haven't even really gotten to play. Blink-182? Yeah, you bought the entire Blink-182. Like, I think there might be some more Blink-182 songs on there that we don't Don't have. Don't tell me that. I'll spend all of my money. I mean, they're cheap. That's the problem. I know. Yeah, no, that's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem. I'll spend all of my money. Okay, so... On PS4, same platform, we just got the new Hulu experience, which I've seen a little bit of on my phone and iPad before, but I mainly watch Hulu on my PS4, and now you can add, like, channel shows and just, or networks and shows that you like to your stuff, Mm -hmm. and it'll suggest, like, so far the suggestions they've given me are, like, Bleach, Naruto, like things that I've already watched and loved. So going forward when new stuff gets added to the Hulu catalog, like I typed in A to add Atlanta, which just got added to Hulu. Yeah. Um, to add that to my stuff, I typed in A and it was like, oh, you probably want to see Atlanta. And it found it. it. Yeah. And it's, it's this much... isn't the, uh, the Hulu Live, right? Where you're just like live TV with that oh, in no, the Hulu no, no. experience now. Well, that might be part of it, but now it's... Remember how it was, like, gray and kind of, like... A little clunky. Yeah, it was kind of clunky. Now it's a lot slicker, and it's, like, a lot... Like, they changed the thumbnail for all the episodes of shows. So shows that I watch to go to sleep, like Bob's Burgers and stuff like that, it's like, oh, we have a splash screen, and you go in, like, everything's a lot more colorful and vibrant, and, like, it's... That new startup. Yeah, it dun, dun, with the rainbow. Yeah, I'm like dang. All right. Yeah, it it makes an impression when you like Hulu was kind of like the Hulu experience on PS4 has been kind of meh, but now like I feel like it's a lot better. I feel like it's 
better than the Netflix experience on PS4. Right. I mean, Hulu just started coming up because it had all the shows. I, I will say this, though. My only problem with the Netflix experience is how that trailer starts playing. It's like, look. Oh, my God. I just, like, I don't need a trailer playing. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to watch. Right. I, I, want, yeah. I don't want to have to constantly be pressing buttons to, like, scroll through things so I don't hear the same 30-second clip of a trailer or, like, just, like, you showing, like, a little ad for whatever I'm hovering over. Right. I don't want to have to constantly, like, I feel like there that adds pressure to navigating through Netflix. Not just that, but also it's it's just kind of annoying because I'll be like, I'll just turn over and talk to somebody and be like, hey, what do you want to watch? And then in that time, all of a sudden, my TV starts doing it. It's just like, what? It's like, way to make me not want to watch this show. Right. It changed my mind. Hulu is has lately been the way more chill, and they have better content. I feel like yeah, I mean, My Hero Academia TV shows. It's always updating consistently. Right, every I week. can watch all of Bob's Burgers. They have My Hero Academia day and date. They ha- now have all of Atlanta Archer. Like they have all of the past seasons of Archer. Yeah. Um, and I can watch those day and date. They have Steven Universe. Rick and Morty, they have just a whole bunch of shows. Workaholic, shows that I really like to watch, Drunk History. But the thing about it, though, is that was the whole big draw about Hulu over Netflix. Hulu was for the TV shows. It is. I mean, they are working with Showtime, so you get all those Showtime shows as soon as they're aired. Don't you have to pay for that as an add-on? Yes. Yeah, but I mean, I like Twin Peaks. Well, okay, so I need you to add... Get, you get Twin Peaks for on Netflix. It's the older Twin Peaks, but... No, oh, I'm talking Twin about that new, new. Netflix? Oh, new I want that new, new. Mm, I mean, I just started watching Twin Peaks, so I don't know. So. I, I guess I can start ah, watching dude, Twin Peaks. Uh, I mean, I saw, I saw it, like... It is, I mean, I'll, I'll say it doesn't really get really good until, like, the second season, but... I mean... Yeah, that's about right. First season, like, kind of sets up everything. Well, the thing about it is, around the time I was watching Twin Peaks, if my math is correct, was around the same time I was watching The X-Files. Yeah, oh, it's like... (laughs) X-Files is better. No, I know know X-Files is better. I've watched every episode of X-Files that exists. I have not even finished the first episode. I was so upset when they took it off of Netflix. Well, I think it's on Hulu now, right? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I'm not going to get anybody's hope so by saying X-Files is on Hulu. I can fact check that. Um, but one thing, for people who need a suggestion, one of our suggestions for this week will be Black Mirror on Netflix. That Black is Mirror is like a modern day X-Files. And I feel like... Outer Limits, not X-Files. Yeah. Outer Limits. And if anybody who's able to watch this, watch the original Outer Limits. Because there are... It's a good anthology show. It's just really, really dark sci-fi. True. I mean, forget it. Without Outer Limits, we don't have Black Mirror. Just at all. Black Mirror, yeah, it's that definitely that updated. When we watched <laughs> the first episode, and they were like, it was just everybody. You had to, like, approve of them. It's, or just it's like literally them. And the if you went down, no one liked you. every social media thing in existence. Right, and it, that made people, like treat you better if you had higher stars and that was like damn you know that I could definitely see our our group of people like our human race getting to that point with this social media technology yeah so that show is definitely something I should start watching I've only watched the first episode wait which first first episode of when they came back with season 3 or the first episode of season 1 I think it was season 1 well, okay let me rephrase did uh, he have to fuck a pig n- no okay then you watch season 3 Okay, watch season three. X-Files is on Hulu. Ah, see, Hulu's winning. But Netflix's Punisher is supposed to be coming out soon. Man, see. I haven't cared about any Netflix original show in a very... Bojack. See, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I, lied. Bojack I, lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. Bojack Horseman. I mean, Bojack... They do have some really great original Look, programs. Look, I enjoyed The Defenders. Luke Cage is amazing. Yeah, their Marvel stuff is real. Marvel's it's been doing work. pretty good. I um, mean, Ozark. If you're into like, oh, I Marvel, watched Oz- Angelina yeah. watched Ozark. Ozark's pretty good. Like, there's good stuff See, on there. Master of real. None season one was really good. Season two kind of threw me off. I heard really? season two. Season really season good. two was like season two was great until I didn't like the season finale of season two. I don't want to ruin it, but <laughs> it, I was just like, it was it, just it, so irrealistic. It, 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 it was it so cut, it cut my heart to be honest. It it was so unrealistic. I was just like, 
I mean, that's a pretty good show. I I related it a, to it a Did little you? bit too much. A little bit too much. It really, it really, it was. Like, I mean, too I many get, feels, like too many feels. I too think many okay. Feels. So it was the last ten seconds of the finale that I was like, it, this should have gone a different way for me. We'll discuss it off. Okay, yeah, so I don't I'll, ruin anything, I'll, watch, but. <laughs> I'll watch season two of Master of None because I feel like that show, as somebody who has Indian in him, like his dad is my dad. It really is. No, it really is. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good representation. Yeah, it's like, it's as somebody who well, doesn't it, feel it a lot of representation. It is their parents. That's what I loved about it. They, like, use their actual parents yeah. of the characters. Yeah, so I that's mean... that's why they're terrible acting. Everybody was hating on it, but it was like, that's their actual no, parents to I, get their actual their story. Their parents had, in the first season, in my opinion, had some of the most, like, best, like, performances <laughs> Of like, if you need an Indian dad in a that show, that dad is amazing. He was just so. <laughs> to be I think at that point, like, if you don't have an Indian father, you can't really talk about how Indian fathers. Right. Act. Well, that, right. Because if, if it's if, if it's at that if if, if you honestly Man. feel that way, then you can't really talk about. I it. I usually don't like recommend stuff for my dad to watch. Like my dad doesn't like any of the things I like. But like I was like, Dad, you have to watch Master of None. My dad watched the inter- like my dad doesn't, as far as I know, watch much of anything except like random shows on like GPB. Like my dad will just have GPB on all day. Like, hey, 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 hold on. Cook's Country is the jam. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not knocking. I used to watch Nova for hours as a kid, so I'm not knocking. Uh, Georgia Public. There you go. I'm not. There you go. Especially when they drop. Especially when they drop their creation. Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase. Like I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just saying. Like typically, if my dad's watching something, it's some random shit that's on GPB at some random time of the day. That it's like you're probably the only concurrent watcher right now. (laughs) Look, GPB dropped that Create channel, and Cooks Country Beyond all the time. Hey. Hey. Speaking of television channels, I need Viceland. I do need Viceland. Like, I have an entire folder on my phone that is all, Not, like, because no. I have cable. I'm one of the few people in this generation that has cable. And it's like, I have the FX app, I have Comedy Central, have MTV, no. Cartoon Network, Adult Swim. No cables. But Viceland is the only channel I don't have. And I, like, I it's need... It's yeah. worth it. It's worth it. I got to figure out how to get it. Yeah. I mean, I subscribe to their YouTube channel, so I get some of their... They post a lot of their stuff on theirs. Like, yeah. there'll be full episodes. Like, I get my one episode of... Uh, Nuts Deuce, and Bolts. Nuts and Bolts, Deuce and Marrow, Bong Appetit, and all their shenanigans. Check, uh, what is it? Uh... I saw they had a Thrasher show on there. I watched yeah. the three episodes. Oh, uh, King of the Road. King yeah, of the Road was good. good. Uh, man, it made me miss being a skater. I was like, man, I used to fucking kill yeah. it out there. It no, like, and the I thing about it, though, is like when you watch um, King of the Road, they like a lot of their challenges is based on the history of skating. Like They go through it all, and it's just like, wow. True. Yeah, It's like, educational, and you get to watch people nearly tear themselves apart. Oh, man, that show, that, like, Viceland is one of those channels, like, when I got cable, I was like, I need Cartoon Network and Comedy Central. I need to be able to see Rick and Morty, Steven Universe, and Workaholics. Like, make those three shows happen. (laughs) And now I need to see, like, Nuts and Bolts. I need to see, like, I'm really looking forward to the jellies coming to Adult Swim, because we only have two episodes of Rick and Morty left. Every Jesus and Meryl show... Is good. Yes, I haven't watched yes. that. Yeah. Yes, everything to yes. put out, every podcast, every, every yeah, the podcast Bodega Boys, out, the Bodega Boys, every, every Bodega Boys, uh, Jesus and Mero, like the you know, did you listen to the original Complex? Go, yeah, the original Complex podcast, uh, Bodega Boys, and the show. Every single episode is like top notch. It's top notch. You know who Viceland needs to get. They need to get the Lucas Brothers. Like, the Lucas yeah, Brothers are, like, Madrid. If he, like, I watched, like, the Lucas Brothers show yeah. on Hulu, like, way back when it was on Hulu. And I went to work. I was like, Madrid, is this show <laughs> about you? Because... <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So if anybody, like, any of the... So that, shit, that shit is, like, to be honest, I feel like that show was me, Madrid, sophomore year. Man. Sophomore year. Back, like, just like smoke, like, mm. like you gonna do something? We gotta smoke it out first. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta smoke. We gotta smoke before we do anything. That's, that's, 
Lucas Brothers is literally me in Madrid yeah. sophomore year. Lucas Brothers Moving Company is definitely... Like, if anybody... You guys listen to the podcast. I know you guys hear Madrid on here pretty consistently. He's, like, our fill-in when we need somebody or, like, the extra person whenever, like, we need to add a perspective. Watch the Lucas Brothers Moving Company and, like, he looks like that. He sounds like that. He acts like that. It's, like, <laughs> it's like 95% accurate. Of right. <laughs> the only difference is he doesn't have a twin. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like that's the only detail about that show is that there's not actually two of him. But I feel like if if Kid Cudi weren't famous, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be the other. Lucas yeah, he'd be the other Lucas brother to Madrid. <coughs> All right. So to end the episode on a little bit more of a serious note, I know we just got finished talking about comedy shows and. Like, the bright side of the internet. Right. We're heading over to the dark side of the internet, and PewDiePie... Done goofed. Yeah. Again. 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 He had, like, chill... He paid children to hold up signs that said death juice well, in the, the video. Well, the context with that, it was like, it was these two guys, and they would basically do anything for a dollar. And so, got a dollar and decided... Well, no, this was something else. It was like a bit he did... Like, PewDiePie has had a lot of screw-ups. Like, a lot of, like, things you do not put into your personal brand, into your public persona, any of these things. Like, a lot of pitfalls that, like, 90% of people on the internet know to avoid, he doesn't avoid. And as one of the number one YouTubers, like, definitely the number one gaming YouTuber, but one of, like, the number one overall YouTubers making millions of dollars a year off of this, this guy has done some, like, seriously questionable things. He has made some serious internet, like, party fouls over the years. He's had a video with children holding up signs saying, death to all Jews, while dressed as a Nazi. Like, he was dressed as a Nazi. Yeah, he he did have a Nazi bid, and then, you know. Right, and then, so... Last week on a stream, he used the N-word. He was playing a game of Player Unknown's Battleground, and he was shooting at somebody through a car. And he's like, "Oh, what a fucking N with a hard R." And then he's like, "Oh shit, oh shit." I mean, what a fucking asshole. But like, a. My problem with it is if he said it in that context, like, we are black and we don't even call people that online. We'll call them bitches, we'll call them motherfuckers, we'll call them, like, assholes, like, but it's never like, oh, you effing N, like, that is never how that goes. Never. That's That's not even how you how you use the word. Right. Like, we use it as a term of endearment. We don't use it as, like, an interchangeable word for asshole. And, like, his clarification, like, what a fucking asshole is what he actually meant. Like, so that means that you use that term... Negatively. Negatively. Very negatively. In a a day-to-day, like, just natural environment. Like, that's part of your vernacular. Right. And as a white guy... Like, that's a party foul. Yeah, it's just a party foul. Not just it's more than a party foul. And I mean, he influ he's a huge influencer to children primarily. Like right. his audience. Like, is my brother watches children. him, and he's seventeen. And I mean, I feel like his like he's re- seventeen is probably the upper limit of the PewDiePie right. like yeah. audience. Like I know we're all in our twenties, and like nobody I know watches his videos. No. But I know, like, I'll hear my younger cousins who, one of them just turned 18 and one of them is in high school, like, just getting into high school right now. I know they watch his videos. And so to have, like, him be an influencer for younger people, like, I feel like the majority of the people who listen to our podcast are our age group and, like, understand our humor. But his humor is targeted at younger people. And so there were kids watching that stream. Right. And I know there have been, like, pl- like with the included backlash of this happening, like, I know there are kids that have said it because of him. Yeah, like, just to clarify some of this backlash, he did lose a sponsorship out of this. 
Yeah, well, no, he's lost, last time with the Death to All Jews thing, he lost, he had a show that was coming to YouTube Red called Scare PewDiePie, and it, well, he had the first season, Scare PewDiePie, and Scare PewDiePie 2 was planned, and YouTube dropped funded for it. They're like, we cannot have you as one of our flagship names, we cannot have after this, and like now, um, indie game creator... Campo Santo, they made Firewatch. Mm-hmm. They issued a DCMA um, against him, like a copyright strike, saying, like, yo, we do not want any of our, like, we do not want you making money off of games that we've made. Like, you should, like, all your past streams, all your past videos, your entire playthrough needs to come down because, like, you've gone too far. Right. And his apology video, like, he posted an apology video, and I refused to watch it because he monetized it. Like, that is... You're not supposed to monetize an apology for your fuck-up. Like, if you messed up, make it a video that you're not going to make money off of. Let everybody watch it. And it's like, okay. Like, I refuse to watch it because I refuse to let him get money for doing what he did. Right. And so, I don't know. Just... From a political standpoint, like, I understand the word needs to become... I think that a lot of people want to normalize the word, but the way he used it and the way the connotation that it had in his use of it is not, like, acceptable. Right. No, that's not in any way acceptable. He used it in a very, like... I mean, it's one of those... The thing about it, though, is, like... This is something that keeps kind of happening with him as of late. Like, this is just something that happens every, like, six months or so. Yep. And it's just one of those, like, we're getting into, at least with him, we're starting to get into the territory of, is it three strikes? Is it one? Is it two? Like, where's where's the line? He's damaging the image of video game press. Right. That he's damaging the idi- the image of video game YouTubers because yeah. everybody's like, like they see this and they're like, "Oh, well, when I think of video gaming on YouTube because he's the biggest video gaming YouTuber, a lot of people think of PewDiePie." And for like the name PewDiePie, which is synonymous to video gaming for a lot of people, like a lot of people much older than us who have kids who are now watching PewDiePie videos, for that to be the headline that they see about like that of like their children's favorite YouTuber is PewDiePie and he said the N word on a live stream. Like that damages the entire image of video game culture. It damages the image of video game press. It damages the image of live streams. It damages like all of these things that he brought down with him that didn't deserve like video game press is becoming more and more like we're not just talking about review scores anymore. We're talking about the, like, cultural impact games have. Mm-hmm. But then he just completely takes away from that conversation by, like... <sighs> and, then, and then the thing about it, though, is, like... And then with the state of America, it's just, like... It's one of those... This is, like, a tumbleweed... An avalanche of issues. Right. Like, everything... Like, that's the pro- That's the number one problem with this, is, like, him doing this one stupid thing. It's not like he just did something stupid. It's he did something stupid that caused... 19 other different problems, 19 different conversations. Right. There are all the conversations. Like, and the thing, like, the backlash that he's had from, like, the gaming community has made it an even bigger story. So, like, maybe you didn't hear about it when he did it. But, like, the way I heard about it was hearing about how the DCMA strike that Campo Santo issued against him was, like... It's challenging how free use or fair use is being defined because there's no precedent in it in the legal system. And I think that comes to the number one issue when it comes to a lot of the gaming culture is that a lot of this exists in legal gray areas for everything. Right. Like, fair use is kind of a... It's more of a concept. It's it's more of like a social contract more than a legal contract. Right. But now it's putting a pressure on it being a legal thing. But then there are a lot of judges and people... That'll involve a lot of people who don't, don't understand gaming culture 
who don't understand like and then uh, and then if they do see gaming culture they're only going to see like the worst parts of it because that's what gets all the views and the comments and all that stuff right they're a bunch of cynics like all you see is the rage yeah right and you're not seeing like the constructive things like you don't see like gdq who drop who who's like the last three four uh events they've had dropped millions to either prevent cancer or uh msf like Right, you're not seeing all the positive things that gamers see about gaming culture. Mm-hmm. You're seeing all these negative things about violence in video games and about all these things. And this is forcing us into a situation where we have examples of games that are art. Like, gaming is an art form now. Like, people express, there are small games that express, like, the struggle of dealing with cancer. They are games that show, like, what it's like dealing with death or like there's some games that are just like let's put you in an uncomfortable situation you have to decide where people can pass through do you feed your family or do you do the quote-unquote right thing right there are games that actually tackle issues and like have social impact and can be like societal like the way movies have shifted society there are games that are out now and that people like are consuming and like implementing into their games that we're getting further and further into like there are games out there that are art like i feel like everybody should play journey it's an hour and a half and you play journey and you have an emotional experience to this game and it's like it's a it's just like a a powerful movie it's a powerful experience to play this game and for and us it, to like for us to be making all these strides forward to have like things like this put us back i feel like it's just it's like, trifling it's just trifling because it's one of those at this point we he knows he's not he he knows he should censor himself he knows he should be at least aware that he should he, be professional it's his profession to be an online influencer. And, like, while there is a certain level of personality to that, like, you should not, like you should, in any circumstance, use, like... Racial slurs. Like, racial slurs in a negative way. Like, they're... Heck, there's a heck really possible. at all. Like, he right, really at all. We, like, yeah, this, he shouldn't say the N-word in any kind of way. 75% of the people you've heard on this episode is black, and we don't even use it. Right. For professionality. Right. And I mean, that that's completely understandable. Like, we have certain... Like, when we stream, we have our personal, like, code of conduct. It's not because Twitch restrictions or, like, Destiny doesn't want us streaming and saying these things. It's because, like, we are a professional... Like, we are putting out a product and we don't want our product to be synonymous with hate. Right. Which is, like... Him using that word and using that term and using it in the context that he did. And, like, it's just not something that any of us want to have, like, as people who stream and who produce a pot uh, and put out a podcast and play games online and communicate with other people while we're playing online and sometimes streaming while playing online and being in tense situations. And we can avoid doing it. Right. He, there's no excuse. There's no justifying and it. There's no way, like shape or form. Yeah. All right. So that's been the 16th episode of the <laughs> Cheesy Controller Podcast. Um, sorry <laughs> to end it on such oh, a lovely. Oh, lovely. <laughs> but I mean, no. it's an important it, topic it, having it, it, in the game. Yeah, something it that should, should be, be talked about. And right. but also, I will like to say, I do enjoy. I do like the fact that. The response to this has been, you've messed up. Like, it's been more of a negative con- backlash right. to him than There's like, oh, I do this. It's like, of course you have the defenders because you know people defend anything. Right. But I like the fact that on the up and up, like most of us are like, yo, this is not. We're, we're, we've been pushing forward. We've been doing it. good things. You're holding us back. All right. So this has been the 16th episode of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. You can follow us all collectively on Twitter at Cheesy Controller without the last E. Um, you can email us at our email address, CheesyControllerPodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me. I'm at Anton6, A-N-T-O-N-S-I-X-X-X. Jalen is. 
At Squid Bishop, exactly how it sounds. We got Chris. Cheesy Ravioli with three eyes at the end. All right. And you can... So follow us all individually on Twitter. Send in email questions. We're still doing our live episode in October. So we'll have... We'll be reading all the questions we get through Twitter and email on that live episode to do like a mailbag segment. Um, And until next time, keep it cheesy.